You are listening to a podcast by Spring Hill Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Spring Hill Church is called to reach everyday people with God's grace, His unconditional love, and the life-changing power of His Word. Thanks for listening, and if you would like more information, you can visit us online at springhill.cc. I want to tell you again, thank you for spending your time with us today. And again, I am excited for what God has in store for each and every one of us. And I believe today's lesson is going to be a blessing to you. So if you want to get your Bible, get something to take some notes on. If you'd like to, you can download all of my message notes off of our website at springhill.cc and uh, get those notes. And listen, don't make it a one-time thing. Get the notes, download them and refer to them, get them down in your heart, because it's not about me and it's not about uh, my teaching or preaching, but it's about the Word of God. The Word of God is what is life-changing for each and every one of us. So I want to start out in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Now we know this, it's the Hebrews 11 is the great hall of fame for faith, and Hebrews 11.1 1 actually gives us a definition for faith. And so I want to begin there. Hebrews, the 11th chapter, in the first verse, I'm reading from the New King James, and it says this, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is the substance, it gives substance to the things that we hope for. And that mean that word hope means an expectation. And then it says it's the evidence of things not seen. And when it says not seen, it means not seen out here in this natural world. It must be seen in your heart. But it is the, the substance and the evidence of those things that we're believing God for. So I want to start out with a question today about 2023 for you. What are you believing God for in 2023? Somebody says, well, pastor, I haven't really thought much about it. Well, you know what you're going to get this year then, if that's the case? Not much because you haven't spent much time thinking about it, preparing, praying over, and believing God for things, certain things to happen in your life in this year. And so, you know, and listen, here's the good news. It's never too late. Why don't you start today or the next couple of days spending some time thinking about what you want uh, or would believe God for, you're praying for, and trusting God to do in your life in this year. And I want to spend today, in the few moments that we have in today's message, giving you some ideas, some thoughts, some things that you can base your prayers on as far as uh, setting some goals, some things to believe for. I want to give you some guidelines, some parameters on how to set those things. And I want to get very, very practical with you. And so I want to do that. But here's the thing that I want you to see in reading Hebrews 11.1. 1. Faith must have something to give substance to. And again, I go back to my question. If you haven't really thought about what you are believing God to do in 2023, then you're not giving your faith anything to work with. You're not uh, putting your faith out there to believe God to do anything in your life. Now, I love in Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 2, uh, the scripture says this, and again from the New King James, it says, Then the Lord answered me, talking about the prophet Habakkuk, and he said, Write the vision and make it plain on tables that he may run who reads it. Notice what it says. 
The instructions from the Lord were to write the vision and make it plain upon tablets so that he may run who reads it. Listen to it from the Good News Bible. It says this, The Lord gave me this answer. Write down clearly on tablets what I reveal to you so that it can be read at a glance. You know, I want to encourage you as you begin to pray and think about what uh, you want the Lord to do, what you desire for the Lord to do in your life this year in 2023, I want to encourage you, take some time and write those things down. Now, here's why. So that you can refer back to it throughout the year, keep your faith stirred up, and remind yourself of what the vision is for your life. You know, the word vision there in the Hebrew language, which the Old Testament was originally written in, means this, sight or a dream. Or, or we could say it this way, it's a big picture of your life. I want to ask you, what do you see or how do you see your life going in 2023? Uh, do you kind of have the attitude, well, I'm just going to hope for the best and just kind of live day to day and, and uh, you know, just like I said, believe that, you know, whatever happens, it must be the will of God. No, 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 no. That is not the way to base your life. God works with us. That's what faith is all about. We put our trust and our confidence in Him, but He has a part to play, and we have a part to play. So what you need to begin to do is spending some time in prayer, believing God and asking Him, and the two of you work together to come up with a vision or a plan, a dream, for what you want your life to look like this year. Now, it has to be based on the will of God for your life, and that's found in God's Word. But I want you to begin to pray and seek the Lord and ask God to give you the vision for your life for 2023. I want us to look at Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. Paul said this in the New International Version, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. In other words, I don't consider myself to have arrived. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. Paul said this in verse 14, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Now, there are three key words in verse 14 that I want to focus in on today. The first one is the press. The second one is the goal. And the third one is the prize. Again, the press, the goal, and the prize. So let me back into this. What is the prize? Well, the prize describes God's highest and best calling in our lives, the, the things that God has called us to, not necessarily to do, but the things that God has called us to. What has Jesus bought and paid for in our lives that are the long-term things that we're heading towards, we're moving towards? And I'm not just talking about going to heaven. I'm talking about things in this life that Jesus has provided for us in his death, burial, and resurrection. And, uh, you know, a good example of this would be maybe uh, prosperity in your life. You know, God wants you to have your needs taken care of. He wants you to 
be able to have more than enough that you can meet the needs of other people. And prosperity is not a bad word. God's desire is that we not just live day to day and paycheck to paycheck, but His desire is that we live in a level of prosperity where we are able to uh, help move forward the plan of God, the kingdom of God in the earth. We're so thoroughly equipped and furnished in every area of our lives that we're able to be a blessing and help other people, that we're able to help spread the gospel and then so that we our, our needs are taken care of and that we can give as the Lord directs us. Now that is a high calling. That is something that we're moving towards in our lives. There, you know, it might be some other area of your life that, uh, that, that the same type of high calling is available to you. But uh, what we're talking about, just using this example, is God's provision, God's blessing, God's prosperity in our lives. And that's where we are moving towards. Now, here's the challenge with having that high calling is that's not very specific that's not very uh, unique to our lives. And so backing into this again, what is the next thing that God gives us? Well, we have goals, marks that move us forward towards that, the prize of that high calling, the high calling that we're striving towards. You know, as, as far as financially uh, and, and materially in our lives and and moving towards the provision that God has provided for us, well, you know, a goal in your life might be the decision to begin tithing or a decision to begin to become a giver. And so those are goals that we have in our lives to move us towards that high calling that God wants us to have. Now, the press, the third word that I told you was, uh, in the Greek language, it means a continuous expenditure of effort. It's something that we're doing on a consistent basis that's moving us towards. Notice what Paul said, I press on toward the goal to win the prize. So if you look at it in steps, there is a continuous effort that we are expending towards accomplishing that goal and that goal and other goals are moving us toward that prize, the prize of the high calling. Let me, uh, again, using that theme that we talked about, maybe your, the high calling for your life is you believe that God wants you to be debt free. And by the way, that is the will of God for each and every one of us. The scripture tells us in Proverbs that he that is borrower, borrower is servant to the lender. And God doesn't want us serving anybody but him. So God's uh, high calling for our lives is to be debt-free and out from underneath the bondage of debt. And so what does God do? Well, He gives us goals that bring us or move us towards that high calling. And then it takes continuous effort and a continuous expenditure of effort to bring us towards that place. And so what we're talking about is, are, are the goals that God gives us. Now, what is a goal? A goal is an objective on the way to God's big picture for your life. These are marks. These are things that we establish in our lives that move us forward towards that high calling. And here's the challenge. A lot of us have dreams that are, are based on the high calling of God for our lives, but we don't set 
any marks or objectives that are moving us forward towards that in order to receive and walk in that high calling. And kind of what we do is we live day by day, month by month, year by year, hoping that maybe we'll just stumble on that high calling or be able to accomplish something. And it just, it just does not happen that way. God's plan is for us to have these marks in our lives, these obtainable marks that we can reach towards, that we can expend effort towards, and it keeps us moving forward. Now, it isn't enough just to become goal-oriented because not just any goal will do. Now, what I want to do is I want to take a few moments uh, and give you some parameters, some guardrails, if you will, on setting the goals for your life that are moving you towards that high calling. What are some scriptural pri priorities in goal setting for our lives? Well, let me give you uh, some things that are in order of priority. This is based on the scripture, and uh, I'll give you some verses, but I want to show you how your priorities ought to be set up in your life as you're looking at 2023 and as you're looking at setting these goals and objectives in your life. Here's your number one priority. Number one is always your personal relationship with God. There is nothing in your life that is more important than your personal relationship with God. And of course, that comes through the Lord Jesus Christ. There is nothing that takes priority over that. That is the number one thing, and then everything else comes secondary. So that's your number one priority, your relationship with God. Here's number two. If you are married, then your marriage, and if you have children, then raising your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord is the second priority in your life. So second to your relationship with God is your marriage and your relationship with your spouse, and then your relationship with your children. Now, let me say this, your children do not come ahead of your spouse. It is your relationship with God, relationship with your spouse and your marriage, and then children are after that. And then number three, after your relationship with God, then your family, your spouse, your marriage relationship, and your children, then number three is your relationship to your local church. Now, what does that mean? This is the place that God has called you, a local body of believers that God has called you to be a part of is the third priority in your life. It comes ahead of your job. It comes ahead of everything else. And it's only uh, underneath and third below your relationship with God and your relationship with your marriage and your spouse and your children. Let me show you a verse from Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 16 in the Passion Translation. It says this, for his body has been formed in his image and is closely joined together and constantly connected as one. And every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. And as these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body, we are built up and made perfect in love. Now there's a scripture that also says that God sets members in the body as it pleases him. So as far as your local church is concerned, 
it is, it is not up to you where you go. It is up to God where you go. And you need to pray and ask God what local fellowship he wants you to be a part of. And then when you're connected to that local church, there is a supply. There is a gifting that God has placed in your life that is important to the functioning of that local church. Matter of fact, that local church cannot fully enjoy and, and participate in the success that God wants it to unless you are a part of that local fellowship. And that assignment is given to you. And so, you know, it used to be when I was a kid, there were um, public service announcements that used to come on TV that would tell you to attend the church of your choice. And your choice uh, does have a part in it in the sense of that you need to go where God wants you to go and you need to use some sense in choosing that and making that decision. But, you know, it's really not up to you. In other words, we don't choose the church that God wants us to go to based on who we necessarily see on television or who's the most popular on social media or all those types of things. No, it's based on where God has assigned you to be a part of, and that is your third priority in life. Your fourth priority is then your job or your occupation. And if you will keep your job or your occupation secondary to where God has assigned you spiritually, then your job will always be fulfilling. It will be always a place where you can uh, be used by the Lord to minister to people on that job. And then number five is your social or your recreation life. You know, what you do socially, your friendships, your relationships, who you hang out with, all those things uh, come after your family, or first of all, your relationship with God, your family, your local church, then your job or your occupation, and then lastly, those social relationships and your recreational life. Now, I give those five priorities to you because as you're setting goals, use those to be the parameters in which you establish those goals. And so if, you know, if you're not a part of a local church, then make it a goal for this year to pray, seek God, and find out where God wants you to be in a local church. And here's one thing that I have learned is that when your priorities begin to fall into place, it causes every area of your life to begin to fall into place. In other words, a lot of times our lives are out of order and messed up because our priorities are out of order. You know, I know of people that choose the local church where they're going to attend based on wherever their job or occupation is. And that is not the way this works. God has an assignment for you and then he'll provide a job for you that will help you and, and will work alongside of that assignment where your local church is. Now, knowing those priorities, knowing those five priorities in your life, let me be very, very practical and uh, give you some guidelines for setting effective goals. Okay, some guidelines for a set for setting effective goals in your life. So as you're praying and you're thinking about, you're preparing for 2023, use these guidelines along with those priorities to help you set some effective goals for your life. Here's number one. Do not confuse the blessing or reward of attaining that goal with the goal itself. Now, let me say that again. Do not confuse the blessing 
or reward of obtaining that goal with the goal itself. See, a goal is a step towards the blessing. It, a goal is a step or a mark that's moving us forward towards the blessing or reward of obtaining that high calling. The, the blessing or the prize, if you will, to use Paul's words, is a reward for walking in the will of God. And as I mentioned to you, prosperity is a huge blessing that God has provided for us, but it is in and of itself not a goal or objective. The mark or the objective are the steps that we're taking, as I mentioned to you, maybe to get out of debt, maybe to make a decision to begin giving and tithing as the Lord directs you. And those things are beginning to move you towards that prize. So don't confuse the prize of, or the blessing of obtaining uh, that, that high calling with the goal or objective. Here's number two. This is very, very important. Be sure that all your goals or objectives, the marks that you're setting for your life in 2023, ultimately are not about you, but are about serving other people. Let me say that again. Be sure that your goals are ultimately not about you, but are to posture and position you to serve other people. Now, and let me clarify that and say this, you might have some goals that you're setting for your life that look like they're uh, working for you alone, but your heart motivation needs to be so that it's moving me towards a, a position or a posture where I can be a bigger blessing to other people, where I can serve other people. Again, going back to uh, walking in the fullness of God's blessing and Him prospering us uh, in our lives, naturally speaking, uh, the goals that we set, maybe to get out of debt, it should be, the bigger picture needs to be, it's not about me just getting out of debt or me being able to be in a position where I can buy some of the things that I want to buy. No, it needs to be ultimately about me being in a position to where I can serve other people with my natural resources and further the kingdom of God with the resources that God puts into my hands. So those goals and objectives need to be so that we're serving other people. We keep that in mind. Mark chapter 10 verses 43 and 44 says this, Yet it shall not be so among you, but whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant, and whoever of you desires to be first shall be slave of all. Now, Jesus did not say there's anything wrong with desiring to become great. He did not say there's anything wrong with desiring to be first. But understand that if you're going to do that God's way, you're going to have to become a servant of all, and you're going to have to, uh, using his words, to become a slave to all. In other words, our lives need to be focused around serving other people and meeting other people's needs. So measure your goal by the standard of serving other people. So in other words, is this about me becoming better and my life becoming better and that's it? Or is it about my life becoming better so that I am moving towards being postured in a way where I can be a bigger blessing and minister to other people and see other people's lives 
changed. Now, here is guideline number three. Count the cost of pressing towards your goal. Now, there are going to be two primary investments that you're going to make in moving towards that goal. The first primary investment that you're going to make is going to be your time. If your goal is worthwhile, if the mark, the objective that you're setting for your life is worthwhile at all, it is going to take an investment of your time. It is going to require um, you spending some time accomplishing that goal. Let me use this as an example. Let's say in 2023, you set a goal that you want to get to know God better. You want to deepen your fellowship with the Lord. So what you need to understand is that you're going to have to allot some time towards that. It does not happen accidentally. It doesn't happen just because we stumble on it. No, it comes because you plan on spending some time accomplishing that. It might mean that you have to spend some time early in the morning or before you go to work and spending time with the Lord, or it might mean that you set apart some time during the day, uh, you know, whatever works for your schedule, and you make sure that you understand that the first investment is going to be your time. The second investment is going to be your effort. Now, you can set a part some time, but you're going to have to expend some effort as well in setting and, and accomplishing that goal. You know, it's one thing to plan on getting up early and spending time with the Lord and reading your Bible and in prayer. It's a whole nother thing to do it and to carry it out. So it's going to take investment of your time and it's going to take investment of your effort in spending that towards accomplishing that goal. Now, there's a scripture where Jesus told us that we need to count the cost. So consider that in your planning, in your goal setting of understanding that it's going to take some time and it's going to take some effort in order to accomplish that. Now, I want to leave you with number four as we begin to wrap that this up, and that is this. You need to write your goals and your vision down and review it daily. Let me remind you again of what Habakkuk said. The Lord told the prophet, he said, write the vision and make it plain upon tablets so that he may run who reads it. So you need to write your vision down, write your goals down, and then you need to review them on a regular basis. That's what he means, so that he may run, he may read it that runs, so he may run that reads it. In other words, you need to have it situated uh, and before you so that you can read it quickly, you know what it says, and, and you keep it before you all the time. Here's why this is so important. How are you going to know when you accomplish one of your goals and objectives, moving you towards what God's high calling for your life is, if, if you don't remember what those goals and objectives are? You know, it's not about just sitting down and writing New Year's resolutions that we forget about by the third week in January. No, take some time, write those things down, and keep them in front of you because what this does is it helps keep your motivation and your heart stirred towards making that continuous effort. To use Paul's word that he said in Philippians 3.14, that I press towards that goal. 
What is going to keep you pressing towards that goal, that objective, is keeping it in front of you. Um, because there are going to be days when you don't feel like expending any effort. There are going to be days when you don't feel like spending any time towards reaching that goal. But if you'll keep the goal before you, keep reminding yourself of that goal and the high calling that's before you, it will give you the drive, if you will, to keep you moving forward towards that goal and that objective. Now, again, let me remind you, so don't confuse the blessing or reward of obtainment with the goal. Keep the goal and the objective, the, the high calling, if you will, separate, okay? Keep the high calling before you, but keep the goal because the goal is closer to you than the high calling is. That's what's going to keep you making steps towards that. Number two, be sure that all your goals are ultimately not about you, but are to serve other people. Now, and, and again, let me add this to what I said earlier about this particular uh, guideline, and that is this. When you have others in mind, you're more likely to have God's help and anointing to help you accomplish that goal or objective. Number three, count the cost of pressing towards that goal and sit down and figure out, okay, this is going to cost me something. And if listen, if you'll count the cost ahead of time, when that cost shows up, it keeps you from being surprised. And then it also keeps you from wanting to quit and give up and not accomplishing that goal. Then lastly, write your vision down, write the goals down and the high calling down so that you can keep that in front of you. So if you believe God's objective, his high calling for your life is to walk in a level of provision in your life so that, again, your life is taken care of, your needs are met, and you're in a position to where you're able to meet the needs of other people and to further the kingdom of God, that is your high calling then keep that in front of you. And then the steps that you're making towards getting towards that high calling. So if debt freedom is the one of the goals, then you need to work towards that goal, but keep that in front of you. Write it down and review it daily. Keep it in front of you. Keep it uh, fresh in your thinking, fresh in your mind, and, and it will help give you the motivation and the drive to accomplish your goals and to move you towards that high calling in your life. Now, here's the good news. God has a high calling for each of us. And so I can't tell you what your high calling is as far as I can give you some general ideas based on the Word of God. We've already talked about one. Uh, you know, walking in the peace of God might be something else that you need to work towards. Maybe uh, your life is filled with worry and anxiety and those types of things. You need to set an objective or a, a, a high calling for your life as to walk and experience the peace of God. And so a step towards that might be learning how to, as, as Peter said, to roll your cares over on the Lord, realizing that He cares for you. That's a step that will bring you towards walking and living constantly in the peace of God. And there's other uh, high callings that God has laid out for us. There might be something that, excuse me, is not specific in the scripture, but is unique towards your life. That is a high calling that you believe in your heart. Of course, it's in line with the word of God, but it's a high calling that you believe God has called you to. Then map out some steps 
to bring you towards that. You know, if you believe you're called to the full-time ministry, maybe you need to set a goal of attending Bible school somewhere, finding, uh, you know, a good, reputable Bible school that you can be a part of to where you can learn the Word of God and take some steps towards the full-time ministry. Maybe, you know, if you've been unsettled as far as a local church is concerned, but you know God has a high calling for your life and ministry, then maybe you need to, to believe God, pray, and find a local church that you can become a part of and then begin to serve the vision of that uh, local church so that God can begin to show you and train you and teach you and move you towards the vision and the high calling for your ministry. And one thing that I've learned from the Lord over these years, and of course learned this from other ministers as well, is that there will always be steps and stages that God uses in your life for growth. And so as you're moving through life, as you're navigating through life, realize that God is going to use steps. You know, the scripture says in the book of Psalms that the steps of a good man or a good woman are ordered of the Lord. So there are steps that God will bring about in our lives to bring us towards the place that He wants us to be. Now the good news is, not only does He have a high calling for each and every one of us in several areas laid out for us in the Word of God, not only does He have a unique calling for you in your life, but the plans that God has for you are limitless. And, and the Bible says in Ephesians 3.20, they're beyond your highest imagination. And so God has some good things in store for you. And again, I want you to accomplish everything that God's called you to accomplish. And so you and I must understand that if we're going to do that, it's not going to happen by accident. It's not going to happen because we stumble on it. It's going to happen because we pray, we seek God, we spend time in the Word, and then we map out some steps and some goals that will bring us to that high calling, that vision that God has laid before us. Do you receive this today? I hope it's helped you in some way as you're thinking about 2023. Let me pray this prayer over you as you're thinking about this year. Father, I thank you for new beginnings. I thank you that January 1st always represents a day of new beginnings for us. And so Lord, as we're looking at this new year of 2023, I pray for each and every one of our church family and our friends that are watching this today. Father, I am asking you, Lord, stir in their hearts the high calling that you have for their lives, the things that you want us to walk in, to accomplish, Father. And then, Lord, by the Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to reveal to them some steps, some goals, some objectives that will bring them towards that high calling. And Lord, I know that by the Holy Spirit, you are faithful to do that. And Lord, help us to just be attentive enough to receive that, to make the decision to walk in those goals and objectives. And Father, I believe that as we do that, we're going to begin to see those high callings, the vision that you have for our lives come to pass and we'll begin to walk in it, we'll begin to receive it, and Lord, we'll experience your highest and best for our lives. And I thank you for it and I praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now I want to ask you a question and this is the most important question I could ask you. 
And that is this, have you surrendered your life to the Lord Jesus? Have you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? You know, you're never going to be able to experience God's highest and best for your life until you take that first step of giving your heart to the Lord Jesus, opening your heart to receive His free gift of mercy, grace, and forgiveness through the Lord Jesus and entering into a relationship with God that only Jesus can provide for us. And I'm not asking you to uh, become active in church, although that's important and that's something that happens after you make this decision, but I'm simply asking you to open your heart to receive what Christ did for us, all of us, some 2,000 years ago, where He died on a cross, He was buried, but He was raised from the dead and shed His blood for our sake to pay the price for our sins so that we could walk in forgiveness and newness of life. That's available to every man, woman, boy, and girl on the face of the earth is a relationship with God through what Jesus did for each and every one of us. Somebody says, well, pastor, how do I receive that? How do I get into that? I want some of that. Well, the Romans chapter 10 tells us that the, the thing that we do is we believe in our hearts that Jesus died, that he was raised from the dead, and then we make him, we confess him with our mouths and make him the Lord of our lives. We surrender our lives to him we place our lives in His hands and our lives become His from that moment forward. And when that happens, when we make that decision and we make that prayer and that confession by faith, the, the Bible says that the, the power of God moves on the inside of us and causes us to be born again. Our sins are forgiven, our old life is done away with, and we are made new in Christ Jesus. And you're talking about, man, a, a, a new beginning. There is not a bigger and greater new beginning than when you give your heart to the Lord Jesus and you are born again. So I wanna invite you to do that today. Would you just pray this simple prayer with me? Just say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe with all my heart that you died for me and I believe with all my heart that you were raised from the dead. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Now forgive me of my sin. Wash me clean in your blood and give me a brand new start. Thank you, Lord, that I'm forgiven. Thank you, Lord, that I am born again. Now fill me to the full and overflowing with the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for a new day, a day of new beginnings. Today, in Jesus' name, amen. Now friend, if you prayed that prayer with me, the Bible says that you just were born again. 
the good news is you are now forgiven. You're clean and holy before a holy God, not by anything that we've done, but because of what Jesus did for each and every one of us. Man, that is absolutely awesome. And I want you to know how much we love you and we appreciate you and are so proud of you for making that decision today. I want to invite you to do something. I want to ask you to let me know. Now, the Bible says that we need to confess the Lord before other people. And so I would just encourage you, let the first person or let the first people that know uh, that you made that decision today by letting us know you just prayed that prayer. You can email us at my story. Tell us your story about what you just did. My story at springhill.cc. And uh, we just give your testimony, just something as simple as I gave my heart to Jesus today. I prayed with Pastor Brad and I gave my heart to Christ. And it has to just that simple. And I promise you, we're not going to bombard you. We just basically want to celebrate with you and let you acknowledge the good things that God has done on the inside of you by giving your heart to the Lord Jesus. And, and again, we cheer you on. And, and by the way, the Bible says, Jesus said that when one sinner repents, heaven rejoices. You need to know that heaven is celebrating the decision that you made today. And man, we're so excited for you. There's nothing better that you could have done. And listen, especially on January 1st, New Year's Day, 2023. And so we're so thankful for you. I want to ask you to do one other thing, and that is this. Allow us to invest in your life. In other words, give us our church if you don't have a church home, give us a year of your life. I promise you, the Word of God preached and taught in our church and ministered to you and the, the discipleship that you will experience will cause your life to be different. So if, if you can, if you don't have a church home, pray about making Spring Hill Church your church home so that we can love you, we can encourage you, we can cheer you on, and we can help you become all that God wants you to be. But we love you so much. Thanks once again for tuning in to the Spring Hill Church podcast. We hope that you have been blessed by today's message. If you would like more information about the church, please feel free to visit us at springhill.cc.